0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast This is Two Catholic Dudes And my name is Ryan Klaus And my name is Danny Cleary And you know what? We're not theologians, we're not priests, but we're just two Catholic
1: dudes, and we're talking about our faith. Uh, and that might be the first time ever that Ryan has said our intro backwards.
0: I thought about that when I said it, but you know what? We're, we're going with it. We <laughs> actually like, just it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. We've gone too far. <laughs> we actually just did the first five minutes of this show, and I realized I didn't even hit record. That's not the first time <laughs> that's happened, though. So, <laughs> no, those we've are,
1: gotten like thirty or forty minutes in before. Those so, were like
0: the. The five most magical minutes that will ever happen in this podcast, though, but yeah. we're the only ones that have ever heard it. Yeah, it's between uh, us. And but God. anyway,
1: so today what we're talking about is uh, our our topic. Our our title is a little weird, super weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we're talking about loss today: how to deal with it, how to overcome it, um, things like that. We both have very different perspectives from different things we've experienced. But uh, we're talking about loss, whether it be loss of uh, loved ones, loss of relationships or just loss in general. I think that uh, we have become a society that's afraid to lose and we've lost the ability to lose with dignity or even to lose and re- and realize that we may be learning things at the same time. So we're gonna dive into that a little bit today and our opinion and thoughts on it. And uh, exactly. yeah, yeah. Ryan, I think- where did you come up with this this title? <laughs> i mean okay we have to come up with the titles
0: beforehand now based on this new format that we're doing and some usually the creative juices happen in the editing bay like while i'm like doing it i'm like oh this would be a great title but when we're like setting up for the podcast it's tougher to find so the only thing that was coming to me was that movie from the early 2000s how to lose a guy in 10 days um and everything rhymed perfectly so i just put that up there so kind of dumb so we
1: so we don't have 10 ways. There,
0: there's not 10 ways. You could, there's probably a lot more than that. Um, probably. but we're just we're living with it, okay? So, you know. Uh, and I and I know for a fact because in that previous 5 minutes that we recorded, that movie came out in 2003 with Matthew McConaughey.
1: Nice. Just yes, a delight just true. a
0: delightful romp. Check it out.
1: Good movie. <laughs> um so anyway, uh so we're talking about death, but wait, wait. I so I before jump in.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was you just going to ask, how are you? I haven't seen oh, you in a while. Oh, thank you.
1: Um, <laughs> been- uh, I'm doing good. I'm uh, I'm excited to... Uh, I'm really digging our remote setup. I miss driving down there and hanging out with you, obviously, but I know that we're both so busy, and I'm glad that I've been able to kind of bring the production level that you always brought to the table uh, down here to our remote level. I got some, some lights on today, as you can see. I got our purple in the background here, which is... Uh, uh, yeah, it's nice and moody. Two Catholic dudes staple. That's right. You
0: got to have a purple. So you got, oh, wait, on this shot here. You got purple behind me. You got purple on Danny. It's looking nice. Um, how's things at the church?
1: All right. I think you're uh, you're back. All right. How's things at the church? Uh, sorry about that, guys. My internet connection is unstable. Um, things at the church are great. Our Wi-Fi works tremendously. Um <laughs> <laughs> Life is good. Um, they're they're fine. You know, uh, it's it's it is what it is at this point. I, I, I'm I'll be honest with you guys straight up. I uh, I didn't. Was, you know what? It goes actually hand in hand because we're talking about loss. And I, I'll speak a little bit to to something. Is I was talking to my friend the other day, and what I'm experiencing right now is a loss of the joy that I used to have for my job. Uh, because I haven't really had a chance to do my job. Uh, like, you know, because of all the pandemic restrictions and everything else, we just it's a lot of parking lot meetups. And I do more of like cleaning the church and moving stuff and setting up live streams. And I, I'm doing that a lot more than I'm doing youth ministry. So it's it's been difficult to remain passionate about, you know, the job that I've been hired to do. Yeah, that's a uh, that's
0: tough. I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of people that are dealing with that same kind of issue in their lives for one way or another with, you know, things. Things aren't the way they were. Right. And we've we've had to just change and adjust in some way. And most for most of us, it's for the worst in this in this moment. Right. So how how do we deal with that? is, is what we're going to talk about really is how to deal with that loss, whether it's that loss of that, that love of, of that passion of, of the job that you, that you were doing or the loss of the internet connection that you've been having on the podcast. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I did a funeral this morning. I do, I, I th- that happens a lot, frankly, I'm a music minister for a church and you know, there's, there's funerals that happen at the church. So I'll often talk to somebody on the phone at night, like, Hey man, what do you, what'd you do this morning? I'm like, Oh yeah, I just had a funeral at like 10 and then I went on and did whatever. And they're like, Oh man, I'm so sorry. And I, and I always say, well, well thank you uh, on behalf of the deceased, but I didn't know them for most, most of the time I don't know them. And it's, it's a parishioner or it's a family member of a parishioner or something of the sort. And I'm brought in to play music. That's my job. Right? So, yeah, it's just but it's like I've been doing this for what 15 years plus mm. and it's just normal. It's part of my life is once, twice, sometimes more than that, three times a week being at a funeral. Um, And it's it's interesting uh, being on that side of things because most people only go to how many funeral masses for their entire life. Like,
1: I don't know. You could count it on two
0: hands. Right.
1: Right, yeah, I, I I I think I've maybe been to 10 no, more than that, like 20. Okay, well, that's that's a decent amount. I I can't even I lost count so many years ago. Sure. But uh, then again, like I mean, I, I'm not saying that it's been 20 people that I've like that have been close to me. Like as a youth minister, I kind of get what you're saying cuz like I've gone to a lot of funerals of like young people that I've known, have had family members or something like that or people in the parish and me as the parish staffer as the youth minister would go and pay my respects in that way. Right. And so, so the, not necessarily people that I like knew but you know people that I would I I saw around or I I knew somebody that was suffering the loss so I was going for them to support them cuz sure. you always hear like the there's a the, the the funerals are for the living. You know?
0: That's what you oh, he, go ahead.
1: Th- that's that but I, I mean that I've heard that many times that you have a funeral for the living Well you're celebrating the deceased, but they don't need this funeral.
0: Well, it's really to pray for them. Uh, and that's right. That's what we just had. So we had our all saints day mass, but we, the day afterwards was all souls day. And the difference between the two, we talked, we gave you that hopefully informative information about all saints day informative information write that down, folks, uh, about the saints. But the difference between All Saints Day and All Souls Day is All Saints Day, we know that those saints are in heaven. They're saints with a capital S. Or no, it doesn't matter. It's saints with a capital or lowercase s. Every every saint is in heaven with God. But there's there's many, many people that we don't know definitively that are, they might be in purgatory uh, awaiting to meet to meet God. And so what we need to do as People of of Earth, people who are still in the in the living here on Earth, is to pray for those people. Is to pray for them to enter into heaven. So that's what All Souls Day was. Uh, it was a day to remember all the deceased all at once and just say, "We right. pray for it. we pray for everybody that has ever died." That's a lot of people. I think it's uh, somewhere around like 19 billion people or something like that. They've estimated. I don't know, 20 billion people, maybe more than that. Write in the comments how many people have ever lived. And died on the earth. Okay, Just countless amounts. Yeah, I mean, well, think about it right now. There's like eight billion, seven, seven or eight billion. But this is like the most we've ever had, and it's like it's grown and grown and grown. Anyways, right. praying for all those people. But when we have a funeral mass for a person, uh, we definitely don't know they're definitively in heaven. Often people are canonized on on the uh, on the altar at the lectern during the during the eulogy. People like, you know, they're they're in heaven with God. We don't pastorally, yes. Amen. But like, we don't definitively know that. So really the the purpose of that liturgy is to pray for that person. We're offering a mass for them. We're offering a mass to pray for their soul, to get into heaven, to be with God. So in a way it's, it's, Uh, it's twofold. It's also to help us mourn. It's to help us, the living, like you said, I'm asked for the living to help us cope with the, with the loss of our loved one, um, to be in prayer and unity with God in prayer, but to help, uh, offer that prayer for the the deceased loved one so they could make it into heaven.
1: Sure. Okay. So let's, let's dive a little deeper into this. How do we use our faith, our trust in God to deal with loss? because uh, that has got to be a little bit different because I've been to some funerals that, you know, I,
0: I, <sighs> all right. Well, he's, while he's waiting on his internet, I want to talk about one more thing. When we're talking about the funerals, we're talking about, um, I, I went to one earlier today or, or earlier this week. And my pastor, he said something really beautiful. And he says, you know, there's, there's a number of you in here, there was under a hundred folks that were keeping count there was under a hundred uh but he said you know you're here right now supporting your family supporting your friends but i encourage you these are beautiful beautiful liturgies of prayer uh come any anytime there's a funeral all are welcome to come and pray for the deceased even if you don't know that person um it's a corporal work of mercy that jesus calls on us to pray for the deceased to pray for the dead so uh, you know, it's a difficult thing to do. And especially for those of you that are like, over, uh, over overly emotional that you want, uh, you know, you, you're like, I don't want to go like, I just put my mascara on. I'm going to be start, I'm going to be weeping and like, you know, it's, it's going to be a bad, it's gonna be bad times. But, uh, there's some, there's a beauty to it. There really is. And that's why when people said, Oh, how sad it is that you played a funeral this morning. I said, no, it's a beautiful thing. Honestly, at this point in my life, uh, I've, I've realized what a blessing it is to be able to pr- to provide that service for family members that are grieving in those, in those times that like the greatest time of need in that family that I'm there, I'm able to be there and provide that emotional context and support for them during that liturgy. Uh, I couldn't have, I couldn't think of anything more beautiful. I honestly prefer doing weddings to funerals sometimes, uh, because of the the great emotional support that I can provide. So no, I don't, I don't find it, uh, super sad. And uh, I think, I think you're back. I think he switched his internet connection, but that was my little rant while we were waiting for, for Danny. Are you back? I sure hope so.
1: Cool. All right. Um, So anyways, for some reason it's very unstable today, more than usual. so uh, to your point, I think that that's important, but I also think that, that there's something to be said about having faith when we do suffer loss and the importance of it and how to keep that in mind. And I know that it's probably difficult, you know, it's, it's very different for you because you've gone to so many funerals. It's like, it's gotta almost be like routine as sad as that sounds. Well, yeah, there's, there's something to that,
0: right? It's, uh, sometimes I feel like I, I have to like psychoanalyze myself and I'm like, uh, am I just like an emotionless robot at this point? Because yeah, I I've, I've been to so many funerals that it doesn't really phase me. Uh, and it, it's probably the same for anyone who works at a mortuary and priests, you know, they, they, you have to, if, if I'm up there weeping, uh, uh, in the music, in the music area, just, you know, that's not going to be serving the the emotional needs of that family. So I need to have, have a calm, cool, Collective spirit and be able to provide that, but you know you do so many and and it and it wears at you and so like yeah I'm you know I look out and everyone's just in tears weeping and I'm just like, all right what song's up next here we go, (laughs) but uh, I want to I want to hint at what you said a moment ago in that. Uh you, how do we handle this? How do we handle this loss for, for non-robotic emotional people? Uh, like, uh, unlike me, you know, you're, you're at a funeral for a loved one. How do you handle that?
1: I think, well, I think that it goes deeper than just at the funeral too, as far as how to handle it. But I get what you're saying. And I think that there's a value. There's a great value to that is it's not necessarily like a, oh, if someone's playing music or somebody that is like in a funeral home or the priest or things like that. that's not that they don't care. Or anything or that they don't feel it's just that they're there to provide something to help with your prayer you know right, so like right. you're there to play music to provide a help to an aid to the people's that suffered the loss and their prayer for their loved one does that make sense
0: Exactly. Yeah. And, and I thank you for saying that because I didn't want to, to make it sound like that. I, I don't feel uh, any of those feelings for the family. But yeah, I, I have to kind of squash it
1: down so that I can sure. pre- perform at the level that I need to to, well- to pr-
0: provide that support.
1: Right. Well, I'll give an example of like when my faith really helped me and I didn't think I was going to share this. And, and I, I want to make sure that I share it with, with very, with, with grace and with, and with respect because it was a very, very uh, emotional day in my life and a very important day in my life and a horrible day for some people I really, really love. Um, and it's that there was a time where I was at a uh, I was at an event with uh, a family that I have known my entire life. Uh, I, that, that they, they, I'm a, I was essentially, we grew up together. Like their, my friend was part of my family. I was part of their family, you know, and at the party I was at, they got the news that, that my friend's sister had passed away on the way to the party. And it was like one of the most horrible things I've ever experienced in my life. Seeing this family that I love so much deal with something so horrible um but at that same time dealing with this horrible thing my faith became something that i used to really i hope help my these people that i loved you know because my my friend he the first thing he said to me is i asked him i said hey do you want me to go or do you want me to stay and he said hey i really would love for you to stay and he asked if i would pray for him and if we could pray for for his sister and and they were like, we need a priest. And me being there and having a priest on speed dial was a huge, I got a priest to their house within you know, a half hour of this happening. So where was this horrific situation? I hope that I was able to help their loss and help them deal with their loss through my faith. You know. And I've seen these people, that, this family, dealing with an unimaginable thing and they have leaned on their faith so much and it's been inspiring to me to see. Um, and so if, if you guys are listening, you know, obviously, you know who you are, if you're listening, like your way of dealing with loss and how you've used your faith as a way to, uh, to, to put, to lean on the Lord has been truly inspiring. And I think that it's really something, um, that I've learned a lot about how to the only like examples that I've had of how to deal with loss truly, has been seeing how other people lean on the Lord when they're suffering through it. Um, if that, uh, so there's my long tangent on that is, is it's leaning and accepting like using God when you can't stand up yourself because the pain and the loss is so unimaginable. God is there to lean on, use God as, as, as the, the crutch that you need as the, the, the arms to fall into. You know, because we can't imagine the pain and, and it's hard to understand. But if we and I think a lot of people's go to with with suffering, deep loss has been like, what the heck, God? Like, I don't understand. This is your fault. Why would you take them from me? And I think that the what I've seen from people who have really uh, shown great strength in such hard times has been the opposite. They instead of saying, God, this is your fault. It's saying, God, help me. Um, and I think that's something really, really uh, what we're having a faith is a big part of that.
0: Amen. Great. Uh, thanks for sharing that story. And so like you, you kind of know the experience that I deal with, with providing that service at a funeral mass. It's sharing this intimate, intimate moment of, of just raw human emotion and this, this human experience that we have, that's, you know, death is part of the human experience and to be able to share that on such a raw level with another person uh, through, through your faith, through sharing that, that, that deep moment of intimacy with somebody with, with that faith and that love of Christ. I don't think there's anything that can compare to that. It's, I, it's the weird transition right now, but I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about questions about how to priest deal with celibacy. And obviously it's tough. That'd be tough for anybody usually. Right. Um, but they said like they find these moments similar to this, like when they have to go to a hospital visit, when someone's about to die and they, they share like these deep deep rooted moments of, of love, compassion, intimacy, uh, Different from from the, the like the sexualized love that you find right. from a spouse. Right. But like c- finding that, you know, connecting with somebody, somebody's soul in, in a moment like that can it's like uncomparable in a different way. But like that's what the, that's usually what, what can help, you know, uh, give give that that person just. Uh, that, that hope and life. And oh my gosh, it's just beautiful. And that's, that's what I find. Again, my, my senses have been dulled from doing so many, but like, I still find that beauty and passion in every time I do one. Right.
1: Well, I, I, to your point, I think that, that a big thing to, to, to say on is a big way to deal with loss is, is we, we as a Catholic church are a community of people. There's that buzzword that people don't like. We're a community of, of believers. And I think that a way to deal with, the loss of a loved one it, it, with your faith is to lean on your community. Don't try to handle it by yourself. Don't try to uh, deal with all of the things. And sometimes you want to be by yourself and I get that too. But like, I think that it, it's, it's hard to ask for help and it's hard to admit that we may need someone. But I think that that's something that is truly I, I'll say to this point is when I, the worst loss I think I've ever experienced in my life is, um, when my grandfather passed away, um, uh, he, uh, you know, I've lost both of my grandparents, but my I lost my, my, my mom's dad, when I was like in high school, I was like 17, 16, 17. And he was a huge, uh, impact, you know, in, in person, like idol, he was like my idol, He's my hero. And when, when I got the news, I didn't want to be around anyone. And my best friend, uh, one of my best friends, Steven at the time, he like forced me to hang out with him. And I didn't realize how bad I just needed to be with someone. And we, it wasn't like anything crazy. It was just the act of being together and loving. He just loved me enough to want to be to, to make sure I was okay. Yeah. And I think and and that's what we we take as what we learn from from Christ as Catholics. It's is make sure, lean on each other, make sure that each other is okay. That's what a funeral is. When you say that your pastor invites anyone, come and join a funeral, come and join, pray with us because that's the point is our community needs we're, we're there for each other we're there to lift each other up we're there to to look out for one another because when one anyone that dies you know is part of the body of Christ and when one part suffers all of it we all suffer with it so when someone suffers a loss we may not feel it as intensely but it, it's a loss to the body of Christ and we should suffer and we or we should help them to deal with their suffering and, and that goes pray, back to yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. That, that goes back to the corporal works
0: of mercy that I was talking about, uh, to bury the dead, and that just that doesn't mean just going to the cemetery and and, and burying the, the the deceased, but it's in a broader sense is for one, you know, praying for them at the liturgy, praying for them outside of the liturgy, but caring for the family members. That's what you, that's that's the greater part of that. Bury the dead is is care for one another as body as members of the body of the Christ. Help them get through this process, uh, because yeah, like you said, we're a community and we get through it together.
1: Yeah. Right. I just think that's, that's so important. And I think that it's so, um, one of the greatest values of our Catholic faith. And, 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 you know, I, I really love when I see like when masses are offered for people that have passed away, uh, you know, a a while ago and it's that continued prayer for them, you know, in, in, and to see the family and friends like come to those masses to pray together, I always think is like a really amazing thing. Um, and, uh, so I just, you know, lean on your community. I think that that's the biggest thing is lean on God and lean on your community. Those are some of the ways that I have dealt with loss and, and I have seen people who have dealt with tremendous loss. I, that's how I've seen them kind of, I don't like to say overcome it, but how they've learned to live with it. Right. You know, and, um, and and the last note before we, I I feel like we're kind of shifting to the other part of loss topic we want to talk about, but yeah. The other thing that is, Ryan mentioned it, and Ryan's really good at this part, is being the positive, because I'm the more emotional guy side of it, and the, sometimes I can be gloom and doom, and, but something why I think that you do a beautiful job at funerals and why you do provide a great service, I don't think that it's that, oh, I don't feel, but it's more that you're there to, to provide something, but you're a reminder of the reality that this loved one is, is going to be with God. You know, and, and that's, that's the biggest thing that we should rejoice in. That's what we're all trying to get to.
0: Right. That, I mean, that's, you know, go ahead. That's the message of the episode right there is that we already know the ending. We know the ending. Christ died on the cross for us so that we could be with him in heaven. And so if, if we know that and we truly believe it and we live that, then when we die, we, we obviously are still going to mourn one another. We're going to mourn our loved ones. Um, we can be afraid of it even, but we, we can't let that fear drive us, and we, and we, we have to have that hope and that, that um, the desire that we will be with Christ again. And so when somebody dies, I, ha- I fully have that belief and that faith that they, that they either are with Christ or will be with Christ soon. Um, and so, that, yes, we can be sad, but we don't need to let that control us and consume us, right? Right.
1: Right totally agree.
0: So you talked about, uh, uh, you know, terrible, terrible losses. So let's, let's shift a little bit. Well, let's talk about society in general, because right now we are in November. Um, I saw a meme the other day. Uh, you've seen the movie groundhog day with Bill Murray. I have, it was like in, in the one scene where he's like, it's groundhog day again. It was, it was that, it was like that speech, but he's like, it's, it's election day again
1: i honestly think that the best part about this whole election being drawn out has been the meme the internet memes oh yeah always i saw one that was uh the i was dying laughing and it was a how arizona or whatever it was is is opening their mail and or or (laughs) counting the votes and it was the guy from blues clues and he was like doing his whole song and dance every time he opened a letter (laughs) and i was like this is the funniest thing i've ever seen Oh my gosh. So like those memes have been like, they take the stress (laughs) off when you realize how crazy this situation is.
0: So yeah. Okay. So we're, we're recording these podcasts one week at a time right now, since we're doing them remotely, which, which the only positive to that, well, there's a few positives, but we can be more up to date with the news rather
1: than recording it four months ago and just like the time we mentioned March for the martyrs in eight episodes.
0: so yeah we are we are right in it this, today is Friday evening, and we still don't know who the next president is, although we are pretty sure. It- <laughs>
1: And you probably, if you're listening to this Monday morning, I bet you we still don't We know. probably
0: still don't even know, but it's probably Biden at this point, but with, uh, with a ton of lawsuits looming and dooming and glooming. And yeah, it's, it's I, 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 I'd,
1: I'd be surprised if they got this cleared up by Inauguration Day.
0: All right, I know. It's going to be, it's, it's a huge mess and it's a huge disaster for our country, really. But before we jump into that that's like the, the, the pinnacle of losing uh, the, the topic that we want to talk about. Let's talk about like our society in general and how we've lost the ability to lose graciously. Um, I want to, uh, let's take it back to little league. Okay. Okay. Did you, did you play little league as a kid? I did. Did
1: you, were you good? I was not. Were you ever on a good team? Uh, pro- I mean, I, I would say I was in uh, basketball and soccer were more my sports. Okay, I was on an undefeated basketball team one time, oh wow, me too, and uh, I wasn't like a huge part of it, but I was on the team,
0: okay, uh, did you get like participation trophies if you lost
1: uh yeah, everybody gets a trophy,
0: yeah, like when you're like little when you're like five six seven, yeah, eight, when you're little nine eighteen, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm hoping
1: to still get them when I lose stuff now. <laughs>
0: Well, that's, that's just it, right? So what are we setting our kids up for when we give them all uh, participation trophies? Like, you lost. You're, like, literally last place in the league, but here's a trophy because, like, you did such a good job. Um, you know, that, what, what are we teaching them? That it's that nobody loses. We're all, we're all great. Um, everybody's a winner in their own way. I don't know. But, um, you know, because the kid might throw a tantrum if they lose. Well, that's okay, but, like, that's a hard lesson they need to learn about life. Um, because you're not always going to win. I hate to break it to you.
1: I, I, yeah, I think that there's something, I think that there's something to both. I think there's something to uh, like when you're young, I I, I'm big on like when you're a kid in sports, like it should be about having the most fun possible. Right. Um, but I also am in agreement with you that like, if everybody's a winner, nobody's a winner. Right. And it's, I think that at that, like when you're young, you do need to understand that sometimes it it doesn't work out, you know. Right. Like for instance, I'll give you an example. If it, I failed my driver's test the first time, yeah, they if didn't I just, had never lost, that's essentially
0: losing. <laughs> and you they lost didn't just the driver's. Give, t- they didn't give you the driver's license. Be like, oh well, you did you did your best. So here, yeah, you like go. I <laughs> should have gotten
1: a participation driver's license, um, <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't get one. Um, Dang it! Uh, but I had to like go back and study more and practice more so I could do better the next time. So I could achieve the goal. Right. And you, and you were probably
0: super upset. You were probably super I was upset about livid. it. Right? Yeah.
1: But uh, I was you know. embarrassed. I'd sucked.
0: Right. And you know, what did you learn from that? I don't know. That's, that's, that's for you to figure out. But like, um, you learned a hard lesson about life and you probably strengthened you in, in numerous ways. And, uh, you learned a lot. So there's something to that. Um, sometimes you just, sometimes you might not even learn anything from the experience. I have a an example I'm going to tell, but like l- losing gr- with grace and dignity and compassion is, is another quality that I think we need to have as Catholics and just in the society in the world. So for instance, keep on the sports theme where again, we're in November. So we just got out of October and the shortest baseball season of all time, but we're here in LA. I've been a Dodgers fan my whole life. And, uh, Dodgers are the world champs, which world I champions, think, which I think it's weird cause they didn't invite like Japan to play them. Um, uh, I always it, al-
1: also thought that was weird. Yeah. Um, they're the world champions of the United States.
0: <laughs> I mean, I feel like United States is probably the best in baseball, but we got 100% but we got to at least like invite the other people in if we're going to call ourselves world champs. Anyways, Dodgers are the
1: th- world cup is the best sport. Uh, yeah. Best way to watch sports.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't like soccer, but I, uh, I appreciate people to do. So, well, okay, so we're all happy over here in L.A. if you're a Dodgers fan. I'm, I'm ecstatic. We, I've waited since I, they were, I was five last time they won the World Series. Don't do the math. I wasn't even born. Yeah. So don't do the math if you're, if you're at home. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but the, now they're World Champs again, so great. Uh, but, you know, if you're a Tampa Bay Rays fan, didn't work out so well for you. Well, like, how do you take yeah, that? you're loss? miserable. You're miserable. You, I mean, you could I,
1: be. I, you might be over it by now,
0: but right. Uh, so it's it's how do we deal with that in a productive, in a, in a positive way? And we can take that into all aspects of our life. Is is was this? You know. Um, we played a great season. They, we, they're a great team. I don't know. It's, it's again, I go back to this, I, I hearken back to this time and time again. It's our mentality and our mindset. And how do we, we can't control the situations that are in front of us, but we can control how we react to them. Right? So, dealing sure. with that loss... We can, we can have that right mindset to, uh, to find the, find the good in it, find the positive. Oh yeah. This, we didn't win it all, but we, we, we showed a lot of promise. This was a great season. We, I had a great time watching, you know, and that's what sports is sports is to, uh, you know, separate us from, you know, the, all the, all the crazy aspects of our life. It's to be able to like step back and say, you know what, there's, there's so much good in this world that God has given us. And let's just take a moment to enjoy just some, some fun. Right. So to be able to see it like in whatever positive spin you can, I think that's going to be beneficial. So learning to do that on a societal level, uh, and obviously it's very trivial with sports, but we can get into more serious things where we can take that same mentality and, and be more productive with it. Does that
1: make sense? Well, I think that, uh, why people have such a hard time with losing in anything, and I'm very competitive, so I would say so. Is the biggest thing comes down to like pride, mm-hmm. is like I'll use a youth ministry situation. I am like an adult, right? More than not, more often than not. You're like and an there adult. are times where I'm playing. I'll play dodgeball or something with like teenagers, and I like crush them, obviously. Um, and, but there is moments where like I get out and I, I can't fathom that possibility that I was defeated by someone, you know, Mm -hmm. but that's just my ego. Sure. and, And I just allow myself to be so bitter. And I think that instead of, I think that there is some value to losing, you know probably not as much value as there is to winning but i think that there is value in losing uh look, i look. saw a quote once that wasn't it was a it was i never lose i either win or i learn there you go and i think that that's a a really really uh true thing and i think that it's a really important thing to look at i i'll I be just fully honest with you i don't remember what it's like to lose and it's not because that's not me saying because I win at everything. It's because in the my sport and what I do is uh, I'm a Catholic, so I'm a sinner, so I lose all the time. Um, and I'm a professional wrestler, and I already know when I'm going to win or lose, so it doesn't really affect me either way. I just, um, thought, of,
0: I just thought of a cool spin on, on what you were talking about, like losing a dodgeball and – with with these kids there's a third option of of how you can view it and i think this one is the beautiful catholic answer and and that's that you lose but you lose with joy knowing that you provided you provided joy to that other person who got the chance to win the person that threw that ball that hit you out—imagine the the uh, how ecstatic they were that they got the big bad youth minister out—and and you might be upset in the moment, but you're like, you know what? Like I just made that kid's day, and that makes me happy. You know, taking that yeah. loss, taking that loss with that 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 that—I that, guess I use—I mean overusing the word dignity, but like knowing that you can provide joy
1: to another human being, I think is a beautiful thing. Well, I, I think that uh, more often than not, I would say that I have more respect for winners that can lose with integrity and dignity and respect, than I do with winners that win like jerks. Right. Exactly. So I think that that's uh, that. To your point, that that's a big thing. Is is yes, you've lost, and that's true. But look at you know, all the things that, that the joy that came from doing something or the, uh, the improvement you can have, or look at the next chapter of your life. Like there's, there's just a lot of different stuff, you know, and this is more of a, like adults. I don't know how often you lose as an adult, but maybe for instance, it's, I'll look at it in a competitive sense of like a job. Maybe you're looking for a job and you're up for a job and, You apply and you think you're the best fit and it's between you and another person and you don't get the job. Someone else did. So you could take that as completely unfair. It's not right. It's uh, I should have had it. I'm more qualified. I'm this. I'm that. Or we can look at it as what is God saying to me in this loss? Do I need to Apply myself more for something, and and try something harder, or do, or try harder next time. Or is God pointing me in a different avenue, a different way? So I think there's a lot of different ways to look at loss. Aside from just because you lose, doesn't mean that you're defeated. Uh, it just means that you gotta dust yourself off and try again. That's
0: right, and with everything, like you said, you, you need to be able to analyze, you need to be able to step back and, and f- see what God is doing in your life and work and work through that. And that comes with prayer, just like anything else. You pray, you take that time away from all the noise and, and everything that's going on in your life, and you talk to God, and you say, "God what, you know I didn't want this loss. I, I wanted that job. I, I didn't want this, you know, pick a thing. It doesn't matter. I didn't want that. But what do you want from me?" But if you're not ever taking that time to reflect on it and to pray on it, you're going to lead with just emotion. You're going to lead with your heart uh, and you're going to get worked up and you're not going to like those losses and you're not going to learn from them. Right. So we need to be able to analyze, to
1: reflect and to pray. So last little note I have on that. Is I agree with you fully because I think that the other thing too, why people get so wrapped up in in if they lose or I'm going to also say if they win at something or if they achieve something or if they don't, the reason we get so emotional and wrapped up in these things is because we make them ultimate in our life. This is the most important thing. This is the thing that matters the most to me. So if I achieve it, Yes, that's the most important thing. And if we don't, it's I've lost the most important thing. But if we live our life in a way that it's Christ and our relationship with Jesus is the most important thing in our life. Everything else is just in addition. So that way, if we lose, it's okay, God. What are you trying to teach me here? What do I need to improve on better? But I know I have God. I know I have my faith to fall back on. And yes, okay, I won. I achieved this thing. And that's great, but nothing in comparison to what I've already been given in the love of God. So I think that it's that. It's if when we make everything so much bigger in our life and ultimate over Christ, I think that's when we get, so, we get too wrapped up in it, as much as my opinion.
0: Perfect. That's a wonderful transition into the last little bit that we'll talk about. What are we making ultimate in our lives? What are we putting top priority to? Yes, it should be God, but I feel like in this moment, most of most of us are putting our ultimate priority in this election, in in everything that's going on yeah. in the state of our, uh, in the state of our union, in the state of the United States. Uh, it is very important. Let me say that this is the, the the probably one of the most important times in American history. This is crazy important. There's so much going on, and we need to be informed. We need to be we need to vote, which we hopefully did. There was record turnouts. It's awesome. I think more people voted than were than were sometimes alive. <laughs> Let's not get into that. But
1: uh, um, we but we already had the political episode.
0: That's right. I mean, but. The reality is after all the lawsuits are over there will be a winner. There will be either a new there, president or there will or, be a president. Right. Either either Donald Trump will continue to be president or Biden will be our new president and roughly 50% of the country is going to be upset about it. How do we handle that as
1: 49.7.
0: Yeah, something like it's like technically 70, 72 million to 69 million or something like that. Which is uh, it's good. Good job for getting out there and voting everybody. But, you know, roughly half the country is going to be real upset. Uh, How do we deal with this as a society and how do we come back together somehow, some way? Because we have been we talked about all this on the political episode. We've been pushed so far apart
1: that how can we possibly come back from this? Right. So. This goes back to my frustration, and I'm going to get political again, but it's that they've made it so that there's a winning and a losing team in this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Look at the way that the map is of the United States with the elections. There's a red team and a blue team. Who's going to win each state, red or blue? Everything has become a competition. And I think that it's like the way that we deal with this is that you know, no matter what happens politically, even if it's something that we don't understand or if it's not what we agree with or it makes us mad, the, the what I've been telling myself over and over and over again, whenever I get stressed out or whenever I don't know what's going to happen or whatever we I get into these political discussions with people, it's that no matter who's the president, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is King. And that's always the most important thing in my life because that's how... I base my decisions not by whatever uh, political uh, person or party tells me I should believe or what to do. How I live my life is the example that Jesus set for me, that Jesus put on my heart and that Jesus calls me to live out. That's how I'm going to live my life. No matter who is sitting in the white house. Now there are definitely things that will shift in life depending who the president is. Sure. But at the end of the day, how we live, and love and pray, that that's between you and, and God. And you can't make you can make all the excuses you want, you can make all the uh you know, well this and well that, but Jesus is king, Jesus is the son of God, Jesus is bigger than all this stuff.
0: That's right. And and that if felt- you
1: are on that team, then you're not on the winning or the losing side.
0: Exactly. That's the mentality that we need to have for this whole episode, especially for uh, this election. Right. So speaking of losing things, I lost connection to my camera. But don't worry, I got it back. So, uh, yeah, 50 percent of us is gonna are, are going to be upset that their team lost. But that's all right we will get through this as a country. We'll get through it as a nation. We'll get through it as a, uh, as children of God. And we know that, that Christ, if, if we have Christ in our heart, if we have Christ in our lives, he will get us through this. He's bigger than this. Um, you know, it's, it's four years, maybe eight years, but we're going to be, we're going to be okay. You guys, we're going to be okay. All right. So that's that's it it's that hope of Christ in everything that we do it's that hope of Christ in this election it's that hope of Christ in in losing in our in our own particular lives and everything it's that hope of Christ through death it's that hope of Christ in dealing with death in our family in our friends dealing with death and and coping with the fact that we will one day die knowing that Christ already won the battle for us Christ is is fighting for us here on this earth and Christ is is fighting for us to be with him in heaven. That's why he died on that cross. So if we believe that, if we truly believe it, we live it,
1: everything will fall into place. Amen, brother. And that it's that folks, it's no matter how much things are difficult to deal with, whether it's the loss of a loved one, the loss of a election, the loss of a little league game, whatever it is. Jesus is God. Jesus is king. Jesus loves you. Jesus has a plan for your life. And that plan may have some losses in it. That plan may have some suffering in it, but God, God's grace and his love for you is something that is so worth chasing and so worth dealing with the obstacles of life that, you know, we have to put our trust in him. Uh, because we are made and designed by him to have to to do great things so that that's my prayer today is that that you that's listening is that you remember that god has a plan for your life and that the speed bumps and the giant gaping potholes that you've hit on this road to being who god calls you to be each and every day no matter how old you are no matter how long you've been around no matter how much you've experience that you're every day chasing who God calls us to be every day, that the losses on that road are not defining of what the future will be and how much God wants to pour his love and grace into your life. Amen. So let's wrap it up. You know, we're still in
0: November, so I encourage you guys to continue to go to Mass, as always. We you know, should be doing that. But pray for the dead. Pray for the dead this, this month. Uh, I don't them. know if your churches are offering it, but there's usually an, a way for you to bring a picture of a, of a deceased loved one, to put it on a uh, ofrenda. Is that what it's called? in? Coco. I
1: just watched that movie. That's it's a great, great movie. movie. It's
0: a great month to watch that movie. It's a wonderful movie. So if, if you're able to do that via COVID, do that. and, and, and pray or, for-
1: or a lot of people. Uh, Places will have like envelopes where you offer like your name and they say in the prayers in the prayers,
0: right? So and you can uh, obviously we can do this all year long, right? But we we offer a special month for the deceased and so that we're in it right now and then really listen to the readings for these last few weeks We have three weeks left of our ordinary time and the readings really hint at uh, our mortality that you know us Moving towards uh, death and moving towards the end of time when Jesus will come again, and that's going to be Christ the King weekend. is the is the culmination of all of that in our liturgical cycle. But knowing that God will renew us and refresh us, and all 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 things will be new. He's the Alpha, the Omega, and it's and it's every everything is without time and with time, and all that is crazy. It's I love it. So we're going to get into Advent after that, where and we start the liturgical year over. But um, you know, I, whether you're outside still, we're dealing with rain this weekend. So we're going to be like inside yeah. and, and live streaming to the hall and to our classrooms. It's going to be a whole, uh, whole mess of things. I've been dealing with that, but it's going to be good. I, I, a lot of our staff has been freaking out about it. And I was there the last like two days straight trying to figure out all the logistics of it. But here's the thing. I wasn't freaking out because I know God's got me. I know God's, they were like, why are you so calm and cool and collected? I'm like, Cause I already know the answer to this. Like it's gonna work out in one way, shape, or form. I'm gonna do the hard work, but I know Jesus is there with me. He's gonna He's gonna carry us through, and this is gonna be a, a great success for our church and for uh, the greater community. Amen. Love it. All right, guys. So we appreciate you listening as always. Do the social media things you want to pitch that today.
1: Sure. Uh, you can give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, we have we're we're on there. We post uh, our Tuesday thoughts, our Psalm of the weeks. Uh, You can follow us, but, uh, you know, I think that um, more than that, you know, I think what we ask is that you pray for us and pray for us to continue our podcast and and that, uh, you know, both of us are wrapped up in our own churches right now, but we hope to continue to do this ministry and get out there and be able to share our faith with as many people as we can when it's safe to do so. So follow us on Instagram, uh, follow us on uh, uh, Facebook, and uh on patreon as well if you are, have the means to do so and you would like to do that you can go to patreon and look up two catholic dudes uh we have a couple cool little uh stickers and mugs that you can get depending on what tier you sign up for we big shout out to everybody that is uh uh already a patron and we really appreciate your support and all that it's it helps a great deal and yeah awesome guys thanks for tuning in thanks for dealing with this
0: uh difficult topic but it, i think it was very important so hopefully you enjoyed it you get something out of it you share it spread the word and as always we'll see you next week all right guys peace peace